Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaifast Nation. What's up, everybody? Back on a Monday night. Hey, I'm trying to get my stuff adjusted, Ryan. My God. Uh, My favorite part's watching Dale, like, run through the house in in the green room. (laughs) (laughs) Making it happen. Air Force, my man. He's he's making it work. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You feeling all right? I know you're under the weather a little bit over the weekend. I'm still under the weather, buddy. I I think I got whatever whatever the newest cool flu is for a little bit, so we'll see. Whatever the new variant is. Got you. Dang, I'm sorry. It got me for like two days. I'm on the men now, but just tired, you know. Yeah. Well, tonight, y'all, we're doing uh, state champions night. We've got Texas and Arkansas in the house. Uh, Texas, it's kind of a Texas two-step. Hey, look at you. Uh, we, we got uh, the Lone Star champ. We've had him on before for the same tournament. He's won this twice now. And then Dale Griffin won the Texas Bass Nation uh, event that was running simultaneous. He came in fourth in the throwdown, won the Bass Nation event. So we're going to talk to both of them. And then I had to have the Arkansas champ on, not because it's from Arkansas, but one of my favorite people in kayak fishing, Krista Hibbs, took down the Arkansas State Championship. She sure did. We're going to get her in here, talk to her. She's got kind of a unique story about her and her mom, how they travel around fishing, save Ryan Lambert on the boat ramp. Love love them. Couldn't happen to a better lady. Yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about all that. It's going to be good. Um, but before that, we always like to talk about the week that was. How was your weekend, man? Did you do anything outdoors, any fishing? Anything? I did. I sick? was in bed for pretty much the entire weekend, which is not like me at all. So how about you? Did you leave the house? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I got out and hit the uh, the river over here near the house a little bit this last week, kind of tested things, see if I could still actually fish without collapsing, and we're doing Probably all right, go. so... Yeah, doing all right. Caught some yeah, fish next year. Next year, comeback season. You think? I, th- I think maybe next weekend I'm going to go to Fort for that big bass shootout, man. Okay, I'll so be in Amarillo. Day. If you need anything, call me. I'll come pick all you right. up. All right, me. I think Pendergraph will be able to help me out over there. Get you <laughs> well, depends on if it's daylight or nighttime, but yeah. I'll get you in the daylight. Yeah. The Pendergraft. We'll go to the Gateway. I'll meet him down there. At least till eight, nine thirty, ten o'clock. We'll do it. Yeah, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good show tonight. Uh, we wanna we don't wanna take too long because we've got three guests. We've got two from Texas, one from Arkansas, like I said. So we're yeah. not gonna take too long chit chatting. We do wanna address a few things from last week, just real quick. Uh, you want me to start on that, Ryan? Yeah, lead off, man. Yeah. So last week we we talked about um, the conclusion of the Bassmaster season. Uh, it was a great show. I thought we had a great time talking to Steve O. Uh, wrapping things up with them and talking about the Susky event with uh, with Josh uh, the week after that. But dur- before we, we brought Josh on about the win, we were talking about some of the the talk around the tournament, shenanigans, the shenanigans around the, shenanigans. the tournament, specifically the talk about it. You know, anglers were concerned about a few things. I think you brought up the fact that it was a shame to see a bad light shed on Russ for winning AOI or other anglers doing well in the tournament. Yeah. With this, with the talk going around that was yeah. unnecessary. You know, I mean, was, we could have avoided that. Uh, well, we got some messages, Ryan and I both, that there was another podcast. Uh, I think Russ went on, and I think Josh was on that one too. Josh, Josh was there, uh, so, yeah. and there were some complaints laid out about things we said on our podcast. Now, I will say this: Ryan and I bring up a lot of uncomfortable subjects. Mm-hmm. We talk a little smack, have a little fun, but there's one thing we do not do, and that is make stuff up. We do not lie and we do not make up stuff. No. And when we try to address topics like this, we try to like some things, depending on what it is. We, we had one example, you know, a few months back where you threw out a hypothetical, you know, what if this happened, how would you feel about it? We try to leave names. Like we're not trying to like point at people and, and call them to the carpet or whatever, but this is to make not only anglers aware, tournament directors aware, sponsors aware, so they can be more aware of what they're doing before the mistakes are made and there's a fire burning. You don't have to do it. It's not necessary. Uh, and I mean, I don't think we'll ever stop doing that, Jeff. I don't ever want to. No. Amen. We don't do that. That's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of what we do. You know, we, yep. we bring up, we talk about everything. We love to have, more than anything, we love to have fun, like to cut up, have a good time on here. But when there's difficult subjects that need to be discussed, we don't mind batting that around. But we don't make stuff up. Like I said, we don't we don't tell stories about things that aren't factually true. Um, other than if we bring up some hypothetical situations or whatever. So it was it saddened me to hear that we were accused of you know saying Russ got waypoints from a sponsor and Russ got won the tournament because of Jeff. We never said any of that. So no. we didn't say that. 
Wouldn't and say damn that. sure don't compare us to CNN. You can call yeah. me whatever you want to. Definitely not CNN. That's All the right. most hurtful thing maybe ever. I'll take well, Fox News, but yeah. rather have like Tucker Carlson or something. Like would be preferable. Independent journal. I'm like we're like Russell Brand is what we are. Though. Russell Brand. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the best comparison, but we'll yeah. go with that. Right. But anyway, anyway, we're going to keep on doing what we do. Uh, but just remember this: just the facts, man. Just the facts. Yep. That's all we're putting out there. Cleaning it up. Got the broom out. We're sweeping it up, boys. Yeah. Uh, last week, we kind of messed up, Ryan. We got to, so excited about <laughs> we, talking to Josh that we, we didn't talk through. about our sponsors early. Mm-hmm. We talked about them at the end. So we need to do that first tonight before we get mm-hmm. rolling. Uh, number one, we're doing a Seaguar giveaway tonight. If you guys saw that in the, the little overlays as we, as we got going there. So Facebook, like and share for the Seaguar giveaway. And then on YouTube, in the world, you seeing that? Yeah. Can't see the CR over there. But anyway, on on Facebook. It up for a second. There we go. There it is. There she goes. Uh, like and share on Facebook and then on YouTube and Twitch. Like and comment over on Twitter, wherever. Just share it. Hook us up. We can't really connect to the giveaway on here, but we'd still appreciate it if you're on Twitter watching or Rumble oh, yeah. or wherever else. So we appreciate y'all. So Seagar contest tonight. Of course, the entire show presented by Doug Abate and Tackle. How are they They're doing rigging them up, down? man. I saw Christine just picked up her new kayak down there. Uh, Jamie's still pumping them out. He has a full stock of all your fall favorites, so get online, uh, dugoutfishing.com, and load up on everything you need to smash them this fall. She do some kind of, was there a team meet and greet, or was it just her down there shaking hands? I think, hands I think it was just her. I think Christine was just in town meet, meeting the fans, you know? Yeah, I saw she went to church with them. Looked like a pretty cool place. Okay. Yeah. So good stuff at Dugout, of course. Uh, the whole show, the presenting, or the battery, official battery of KB Nation is Pro Guide. Uh, mm-hmm. Pro Guide Lithium. So, you know, I took the summer off, right, Ryan, from fishing, trying to that. rehab and do some things. Well, I pulled the Pro Guides out, and it, they never missed a beat after sitting there dormant for, for three months, basically. So, uh, left them charged, and they didn't lose anything. I ran that, that 10 inch garment all day, no problem. So, here we go. I like, it. I got to get my black box fixed. I think it went out in a, in a flood, uh, <laughs> inside my kayak at some point. So, I got to get the live scope fixed for this fall. I don't have, this is so exciting to me, but we've got Twitch comments blowing up everywhere. We've got two or three really? Twitchers over there. It's, I love it. It's crazy. We've gone virtual on Twitch. Uh, Bangtail Whiskey, official drink of KBN. And then tonight, like we said, the Seagar giveaway. We did a couple Revo giveaways back to back. Z-Man will be coming up next. And I, I saw something on the, the page about looking for rain gear and coveralls and all yeah. that. They were asking Somebody about Somebody posted, stuff. yeah, they asked about AFCO, and I, I gently uh, <laughs> pointed them in the direction. Gill Fishing, we have 25% off. I mean, if you've looked at high-end rain gear, it's expensive. So 25% goes a long way. Thank you to Gill for stepping up with that for the nation. There we go. So let, let's get these boys from Texas in here and talk about big bass. Let's do it. Gentlemen. <laughs> There we go. How do y'all? How are y'all doing? <clears throat> Good, man. Thank y'all for coming in here tonight. Uh, I know we kind of scrambled around. I've been chasing Jacob for like three days. I finally got Duke to give me his number, Ryan. I tracked him down. <laughs> well, that's okay. You got a wall full of stuff back there, Jacob. Yes, sir. We've been building on it. Yes, sir. I see. I like it. What's that one up top? What's it, what's that that high flying fish up there? Which one? The striper. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that about? That's just a fish that my dad caught a long time ago here out of Canyon. I got you. And, and Dale, what's that beautiful machine right behind your oh, head? Oh, hell, here we go. <laughs> Tell him to send a just check. Just... <laughs> hey, Ryan man, Lily, Ryan Lily, send a check. We'll, D- we'll dugout, sells, dugout sells old towns. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're all interconnected, intertwined here. <laughs> Finally, took long enough. Yeah, I did. I got that. Leaning against the discovery. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. okay. Loaded up. Oh, man. So Jeff, tell tell us who won what here. Inter- introduce these folks. All right. Yeah. So, so so Jacob Moeller uh, won the Lone Star Throwdown. Uh, you know, it's the, the biggest party and the biggest uh, tournament of the year for the Texans over there. All the clubs come together. It's the second time. Second time you won it, right? Because I know it's the second time we've had you on here for winning. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Dale uh, won. Is that the inaugural Bass Nation Texas no, championship? They had one last year at, um, I believe, Steelhouse in December. Okay, okay. so the second one. But it, Dale took the – it was on the same lake, same time. Dale took the championship for the Bass Nation event and came in top five for the throwdown as well. 
So we want to have them both on here, talk a little bit about the event itself. As you know, Duke and the and the gang put that on. It's a, it's a big party, big time. I, I've always wanted to actually go to it, never have gone. Yeah, uh, there's uh, cooking and boozing and and all the things, right? I mean, it's it's way more than just your average fishing tournament. I think. Absolutely, it's a great tournament. Uh, everything you just said, the camaraderie, um, you can't beat it. You really can't. For what, what do you have to do to qualify for the Lone Star Throwdown? Just not fish for the North. I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> it. <laughs> that's, okay, that's fair. It's already asked, handicapped enough. Yeah, I've asked this before, Ryan. I believe if you fish an event in Texas at any point, you're in. You that's come. what I thought it was, because I think when I fished PK, they were like, are you coming back for the Throwdown? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and, and speaking of that, this was on PK, which has now become like kayak fishing's favorite destination in Texas, so... I mean, if it keeps putting out bags like it does, I'd say it will remain on that list. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Jacob, where do we want to start? Yeah, let's start with the, the champ. Let's start with the champ, Jacob. You want you went back to back or not back to back, but second time winning the throwdown. Yes, sir. Tell us about when you got there, what you figured out, and and how it was setting up before heading to the tournament. Absolutely. Well. <clears throat> It all technically, I guess it starts Thursday. I started looking at the weather a few days prior. Um, I did get out on the water on Thursday here on my home lake. Uh, I needed to talk to Garmin about some uh, LVS 34 uh, stuff. So I kind of used that to look at look at what was going on, and and I made you know phone call to a buddy who lives up there, and they had the same weather on Thursday. So I kind of I saw this. It kind of peaked, I think, Wednesday, Thursday, the fishing. Um, and we started getting these waning conditions Friday. Um, I did get a lot of bites on Friday. I shook a lot of fish off. Um, but I saw what was going on with the moon and the cold front coming that I just, I, I kind of knew um, we were going to probably face some tough conditions. It was probably going to fish tougher than PK normally does. And um, I paid close attention to the weather Friday night, and we got uh, a really heavy north wind, 15, 20 miles an hour. So it, it really helped me kind of pinpoint where I want to start on Saturday morning. And uh, I, took, I took all of that um, and just, uh, yeah, let that kind of chase the wind in the morning as far as where I want to start. And uh, realized that we were going to have a lot of time in the dark and took advantage of that with the chatterbait um, right away. And my first fish, like second or third cast in, was 22. And then shortly after, boated an 18. And uh, those, were, those were really big, um, I think, points in the tournament. Those are, those are that's, really that, That's got that tournament lip on it too, boy. Look at that thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Such a, a great fish. I, I, I felt, um, how do I say? I felt very satisfied and, and accomplished just right away with where I chose to fish um, because of that. And it just, it made sense. The north wind was blowing in a main lake pocket and I wanted to be close to the main lake because I knew that wind was going to rip all night. I knew that it was going to muddy up a lot of creeks and little backwaters and things. So I wanted to be close to the main lake because I wanted that fresh water. But I still uh, started where that north wind was blowing into. And it happened to be a spot where I also found a little bit of that skunk grass. There's not much grass on PK, but there is a little bit of that skunk grass if you can find it up real shallow. Um, we still have really good water temps and, you know, chatterbait bite up real shallow is really good, really, you know, really early. but it, it does wane. So you have to, you have to know when to stop and put it down. And, um, I feel like I, I made a good choice in doing that and just, uh, go into a, a shallow dock pattern with a finesse swim bait and, um, was was fortunate to get a 17 and three quarter not not too long after i caught the first two and um submitted those three around 10 a.m saw that i was in fifth and then the lull hit that lull that came around that time and gosh it got really rough and there was a lot of pressure a lot of boats out Golly. there um 
And where did you find these freak fish at, man? How do you target the long lip fish? That's what yeah, we need. What's, your, what's is that that is that how fast you reel it or what's going on? It's it's those shallow raptor mouth bass that just live in the dirt is what they are, honestly. I mean, all those fish were caught in less than two feet. Um the two at the end, you know, I that was the crucial point because I went from about 10 a.m. till two o'clock without a bite and felt the famine and uh went offshore um tried everything broke off on a sea rig had an hour left and looked at a stretch of docks across the lake and was like man that's what you know how to do go do it put your head down and grind and uh you know i, I got over there and i found found the right setup with wind and a uh, little peninsula with riprap on it and just started really trying to attack those shade lines where the walkways began on those docks. And uh, yeah, just put that bait in there, uh, that same little finesse swim bait and caught the 16 and a half and uh, let that fish go, um, you know, photographed it, let it go and made the same exact cast and caught the 22. And that's the tournament, honestly. Um, I had about, you know, 45 minutes left or so. I went down, caught a 15 and a half. And that's all she wrote. That's what I, on your limit you had five, and I didn't see any coals, so that that was that was your five best right there, wow. buddy. Yeah, it all it all mattered. It was so important. It's kind of boring when you kind of go over the whole timeline of the day. Um, I wish I had a lot more to you know to to, to give details about, uh, but the 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 lull. I mean, you know, we were facing a, a lake with less than ideal conditions and a ton of people. You know, and um, you've got to, in my opinion, in those those times, you have to kind of look around and see what everybody else is doing and not do that, first of all. You know, <laughs> those, legs, those legs, you know, and those fish get pressured. There's a lot of boats that use live scope and spot lock and fish offshore, and you can see a lot of people trying to fish that mid to deep, you know, uh, level throughout the day. And the wind never stopped, and I just I, I knew that you could probably get some fish ultra shallow that you know boats have a hard time getting to. Um, that's one thing I've got to give a lot of shout out to Hobie um, for making sixty kayak mm. because I take that thing into so little of water and catch these fish so close to me, and um, that's that's a huge advantage. I kind of try to do that all the time at these lakes, like figure out what it's you know figure out um how to catch them where where it's difficult for others you know utilize the vessel and its ability to like go underneath docks and cast the opposite direction and just all these little things like this what were uh what was the water clarity number one and what pound test were you using on that finesse swim bait number two uh in the morning when I caught the 17 and three quarter on the bait, it was, it wasn't too bad. Um, a little stain later in the day when I chose to run over there and fish those docks, they had gotten a lot of wind throughout the day and it was pretty stained. Um, and so that little swim bait does happen to have a blade on it and it happens to be gold as well. And, uh, you know, really, choosing a plastic that has gold flake in it also um and just really trying to stand out in that dirty water um in the wind and just you know really get uh try to take advantage of those fish that are in that ultra shallow water i was gonna make uh, him clarify on small swim bait right because last time he was on he was showing us his collection of giant i was like his small swim bait like an eight inch <laughs> huddleston or whatever yeah what finesse no, <laughs> little, finesse. Little, very little very small soft plastic you know very very small very finessey very opposite um from the big stuff um but yeah and and on the pound test cigar uh in vizx and 15 pound okay um i use it on spinning tackle kind of a beefed up spinning setup um it's a dobbins fury it's a 703 sf spinning rod so kind of a kind of a beefy you know not so expensive great you know bait uh great rod for skipping baits um and a 4000 size stratic ci4 plus a big reel that can take up a lot of line 
Um, the whole reason is for that setup that way is to skip the bait, to put it in tight little locations, real easy, thousands of times, and not having the issue with backlashing. You've got wind a lot in those conditions, and it's hard to skip a bait. And a lot of people just give it up, but the fish still live there, you know, and and get in those areas. So you've got to figure out how to get to them, and that system allows me to do that. That's awesome. Dale, how, how was your tournament? How did your day start off? Was it uh, with 22-inch Bubba Gump lip fish, or did you have to work a little harder at it? I mean, it started pretty good, and then it's very similar uh, lull. But I didn't have as – I wasn't really on anything in pre-fishing, so I went up Sunday the week prior and caught – like he uh, – like Jacob mentioned, some back behind the oh, docks. Oh, Lord. You caught some fat fish, though. <laughs> yeah, Lord. mine were feeding. Mine were not. Yeah, golly. Mine were not the uh, <laughs> crazy fish. They were grown. <laughs> yeah, those are our boat tournament fish there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did some pre-fishing the Sunday prior, and I found fish behind the docks throwing a shower blow. Caught a couple doing that, mm-hmm. but... I just wasn't confident that it was going to yield any size that I was just going to get 15s and cause that's all I caught doing it. Uh, and then Thursday got out at six in the afternoon. So I got about an hour and a half of fishing in, went to the main lake to just see if I could find any schoolers and really didn't see any like top water action or schooling fish. And, uh, I'd like to say that I was smart, but, I just fished history. So I fished the same tournament four years ago in the exact same spot and I got third. So I just went right back to it. <laughs> well, sometimes it works. What was your what was your productive bait of choice? Uh I caught my first one on a Z-Man sling blades. And then from there I just pitched a jig that I make. Okay. Slow and I it just, down, huh? I just pitched a jig all day. Is it LBJ, and, like a little little ball head brown jig, or what is it? No, it's um it's so like a three eight ounce swim jig and like a powder blue and white. Okay. But I was fishing muddy water, maybe less than a foot of visibility or so. Like were you around docks or anything? Or what was your what was no. kind of the setup you were targeting? Just a pocket, windblown pocket um, or something? I went up a creek and then I was just targeting all the little like buck brush. Or not buck brush, just little laydowns and stick ups. Very small. You were in an Very autopilot, little. I think I saw there in your... In your yeah, I was in the autopilot. So you weren't concerned with racing anyone to your spot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there weren't many people. I think we had two, uh, two or three other kayaks in that whole creek arm that day, and then maybe two bass boats came in. When you're considering 160 kayaks, and then a, I think the college tournament had 100 boats. Mm-hmm. Oh, so y'all, y'all had some pretty good competition on the bass boat side too then yeah there was a uh, i think there was a i think it was about 100 people out there I see a lot of comments uh about the live scopers that there's a ton of live scope pressure uh on pk for this weekend mm-hmm. i'm sure mm-hmm. there was that that's kind of why i uh i wanted to stay off the main lake because i knew i figured the main lake would have a better chance at like that 22 23 Hell, somebody had at one point forty-seven inches with two fish, but he couldn't get a fifth fish. So I knew, like the main lake, you'd have your bigger fish, but I just wasn't as confident getting that all five. There's a oh big. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Holy cow! I think it weighed ten too. What he said? That's gluttony. Gluttony. That, I can't tell if that kayak cushion is under the fish or under the board. <laughs> Mercy, that's a big one. Uh, Coon King Bob wants to know what uh, you were using for a trailer on your magical swim jig. I use a, uh, a Z Crawl Junior because I'm cheap, and it's it uh, alleviates bringing in a ton of plastic because I can use it for a jig trailer, chatterbait trailer, pitch it itself. So it helps me carry less stuff. So Ryan, it's like, we, it's, like we drew this, it's like we drew this up. We got we got Jacob using the Seagar line, Dale using Z Man stuff. I mean, I love is, it. I love beautiful. it. That we run with winners, okay? That's what I want you to know. <laughs> you know, I you pulled can... that big fish up, Dale, and I just noted Jeff White with that twenty-four and a quarter, four fish, and still came in eleventh. Yeah, that is with crazy. That, with that big one in there. Yep. Wow. Oof. 
But overall, I think the review of PK would be a thumbs up still, even even when it's fishing tough. I mean, both of you guys had, you know, solid fish in your limits there. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. What do you think it's going to do in the spring for that uh, that Bassmaster event? I, I Is it going like to top Mark Pendergraft's 190-inch total or whatever whatever he had in one day? Whatever I don't fish it enough talk. to give it a, a fair guess. I fished it twice. <laughs> And that's sad. I live Turns out it's working it. out pretty well for you. Are you going to fish the Bassmaster <laughs> tournament in the spring, Dale? Um, I should. This is, uh, I've missed every other Bassmaster out there. I've been deployed for every single one. So well, fingers crossed I'll make this on one. On this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacob, what do you think? You think it's going to show out, put up 117, 118? We're going to have to wait and see the conditions coming in. Um, it definitely can. Um, you know, I, that's what had me unconfident the other day at the end. I knew that, you know, and, and I hadn't seen the leaderboard since 10 o'clock. And, you know, I, I knew that I had 96, but I hadn't, you know, I figured, you know, the norm could be 100 inches easily with multiple people based on, you know, that event that happened in the past. And, um, <clears throat> and being there several times now for, for three tournaments, um, so it could be really good. Uh, it's definitely great lake. It's got a great population of fish in it. The water level is healthy, um, comparatively speaking, around the they state. They keep it pretty level too, right? I mean, it doesn't yeah. have a ton of fluctuation. Correct, correct. I've been there. I went for the throwdown when we were there last, um, and then a TKC event last year. And then uh, this one, and it's been fairly close compared, you know, to a lot of these other lakes that we've seen get 20 feet low, you know, Canyon right behind me right now is like 20 feet low. Um, so many of them have been low, but yeah, generally they've kept the water level pretty consistent. So it ought to, it ought to fish pretty good. I, I'll definitely try to be there. That's for sure. Yeah. Bob's wanting to know what brand swim jig he makes, he makes his own Bob. So slide in Dale's DMS and he'll, uh, <laughs> He'd be having some. Next time he's congrats, deployed. you just launched a uh, jig business, Dale. Congratulations. It seems so. Do you, do you sell them, or is it just a, a personal hobby for yourself? No, my you? dad. My dad usually pours them all, and then I just time go up. over and shop at his garage. Oh. Time up. <laughs> well, tell, tell your dad he just got a new customer. Yep. If he can make top some raccoon swim jigs, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Coontail swim jig. That's what we need. Oh boy, straight out of Texas. Name, honestly, yeah. So, tell us uh, a little bit about the throwdown for those that aren't familiar with it. How was it this year? Who who won? What what what's which uh, region won this year? North, the North. Well, in, fa North. in fairness, I mean they they have a huge handicap. I will say, I think they have, I think they had fifty anglers. So what it is is. Uh, you sign up for each individual region, and then the top five anglers from each region region add to your cumulative total. So, who has Clifton Allen? Which region has Clifton I, Allen? I don't know if anybody wants to claim him. So I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's like Notre Dame oh. independent. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> do you get to pick? So if an outsider comes to the throwdown, do they get to pick which region they fish with? Yes. Okay. All right. That's cool. You can gang up on them. Exactly. It's a really good yeah. tournament. The, they always have great food. The food was really good. The camaraderie's great. The they always choose a great place to have the event. You know, people were yeah. great that, that ran that place. They were easy to work with. Everybody was super chill. Great vibes. Um, yeah. That's half the battle for finding somewhere to host it. Is somewhere that allows 150 drunk people running around. I'm an advocate of that. I think I think more people so, should adopt that. Form. So it it tends to be few lakes that we can actually host the event at. <laughs> but it's always a good time, and nobody. I mean, oh, you don't ever hear like you know a paddy wagon hauling off 20 anglers or anything. So apparently, everybody knows how to behave for the most part. Yeah. It's Texas. Definitely. They repeal exactly. the laws for the weekend for the third. Yeah. That's what they do. I mean, it's Texas anyway. It's fine. They yeah, used outlaws. to it. Outlaws out there. How much crossover was there between the two events? Because like I said, Dale won the Bass Nation event. Jacob won the, the throwdown. Was there an overlap where some people didn't fish one and the other? Obviously there was. Um, did you see a handful of folks in the Bass, Bass Nation tournament that did not fish the throwdown and vice versa? 
I don't know if there's anybody that fished the Bass Nation that didn't sign up for the throwdown. There might have been a few, but I wouldn't have imagined. Gotcha. Are you going to go fish the uh, championship next spring on Ten Killer? Yep. Uh, f- fortunately, our Texas Bass Nation, or yeah, Texas Nation stepped up and is paying the entry fees and lodging. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. For the that's top awesome. five from the event. So that was a huge motivating cool. factor for getting more signed up. Wow, Jacob, do you regret not signing up for the Bass Nation now? A little bit, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was so I'm not regretting I was preoccupied with uh, just a lot going on in my head, getting ready for the tournament, and I uh, I, I didn't have any member member uh, dues paid for BASS or, um, you know, and 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 my game plan with the throwdown this year was to do the throwdown. It's you know I, I'm it's something that I love to attend just as a standalone event because it is what it is and. In addition, I, I was going up there to practice for our PXKBL Classic that's coming up on Fork. And so that's what I went and did Sunday, um, you know, left PK real early and, or, well, yeah, early Sunday morning and drove to Fork and practiced. So kind of knocked out two birds with one stone. Um, but, yeah, it would have been nice to sign up for the other one, too. But it is what it is. Hey, you, you got that W again, so you can't argue with that. Yes, sir. Is there going to be a, a Bass Nation series in Texas next year, or is it going to continue to be opens? It's kind of what we've been doing in Arkansas, just opens. I think the hope is that it's a series, but I, I can't like speak. Texas has so many different trails and stuff. I think that's probably the biggest detractor uh, for having that in Texas, is there's so many, like, what, 16 or 18 different I mean, trails running all the time. I think you'd almost have to schedule them more as piggyback events almost, I think. I think that's that might be what they've looked at, but I, I can't I can't say for sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Put your on it. Dale said there's going to be a Texas. No, I did not. I think the problem is getting Duke to run it, and he's too busy. That's that's the problem. That's half. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of that though. That piggybacking idea, I like. I, I think I, I think having a trail gives more opportunities, obviously, for qualifiers. And then it, it kind of puts the final event, you know, being a state championship, you know, it puts it a little, a little bit above, you know, just having an open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duke, Duke is out on it. <laughs> See in the comments? No, he's not. He's not going to do it. Duke is, is on it. And yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, most people okay, that would dude. host it just have so much on their plate. So it's a lofty ask for anyone else to step up and it is but i'll tell you putting that bass badge on something when you go to a community and ask for money for something that's huge like they're because they're familiar with bass obviously bass runs a lot of tournament trails through texas waters so i think they you know associate that with a little bigger reach than joe blows kayak trail coming through yeah that makes sense i kind of underestimated that ryan to be honest like, I wasn't sure how much weight that would carry, but it, it's it's huge. Huge. Dude, Steve-O has ran. I mean, he's about to announce the Tennessee Bass Nation uh, trail, but he it's it's big. It is big. It's a lot of events, and it's a lot of cities that have bought in on it. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, you guys got people from Indiana coming down for that stuff. We're trying, man. They're moving. They're packing their shit up and just moving down there for it. Insanity. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, we don't want to keep... We don't want to keep you too long. Uh, we're splitting the show in half tonight, but we just appreciate y'all taking the time to, to slide in here and talk a little bit about Texas Big Bass. Congrats on both of your wins, respectively. Jake, what are you holding in your hand there? You feel like you want to show us it's that. A, what is it? It's just a 86 Bates Andromeda. Okay. I thought you were about how, to drop How much some does that cost? I feel like that's more than I'm willing to spend. <laughs> they're they're a little pricey. They're they're like a <laughs> two-year wait film. list. <laughs> Not quite, not quite. He, you can get them on his drops. They don't, you don't have to, uh, you know, be there, be within 30 seconds of it. Like, you know, like KGB, some of these lately, these new TSGs that he's been dropping, they go in 30 seconds or so, but, um, but the Andromeda you can get when he drops them. Um, they are expensive though. And that's, that's I'm gonna throw why some this winter. I think I'm going to come out to Ivy and fish, uh, this winter actually in December. Yeah, Don't shake your head, Dale. No, I'm doing. I, it. I hate that lake. That lake is pretty good. It on just PK. beats me down. 
dude. My buddy, think, Kyle, we're going to have him on as a guest, Jason, uh, Jason Kahn. He caught yeah. 17 out there. Just, I think it's number eight, uh, big bass in Texas. So wow. I think it's I'm going to get out. I think it's seventh all time. Is it? Uh, it's seventh yeah, or eighth. He just got his trophy. They had it, you know, yeah. had his share lunker deal last week. I mean, I caught my first years ago. I caught my first double digit out of there in Before, 20. In 2011, well, it had another cycle like this back in 2010 through 2012, just not this extreme. I, I'm looking forward to it. I gotta, I gotta check the double D off my, off my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Nice. Don't, don't, good luck, damn, good don't, luck, damn it, I'm doing it. All right, I'm gonna tag you when I catch the damn thing too. I hope you do. I'm gonna name it Dale. As a matter of fact, <laughs> do it for Dale, baby. All right, boys. Well, hey, we're going to let y'all slide out of here once again. We appreciate y'all. Uh, good luck uh, with any remaining championships you have. Uh, Thank you. We'll, we'll, I'm Thank sure you. we'll have you both, one of you or both of you back on here soon. Appreciate y'all. Probably yes, for the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, boys. Congrats. That was good. Good fellas there. <laughs> I like him, Texas good, boys, you know. Good fellas. But now, say the best for last. No offense to the fellas. The queen of Arkansas, Crystal <laughs> yes. Gibbs. Crystal, hey. what's up? Hey, not much. How are y'all doing? Oh, good. Good, good. Chris has got that dark theme good. going too. I like it. She got the memo. Yeah. Everybody else nice got the bright lights on. Yeah, nice yeah. and cool in my eyes. <laughs> I like yeah. that. So, Crystal, well, what's going on? Yeah. Goodness gracious! You, I mean, obviously we've we've seen you in a lot of tournaments, a lot of national tournaments out there making noise. Uh, this was a this was a big one for you, huh? I mean that that kind of put the feather in the cap in the home state. Yeah, I was really glad for it. It's definitely uh, didn't really expect it because it was I guess one of the tournaments I went in was actually like zero practice so it was really awesome to kind of overcome and kind of end like that so really 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 cool deal yeah and I double checked the BOS the TOC list before coming on because I assumed you had qualified and I was right you're in the TOC this year as well so congrats on that thank you that was a goal I set for myself like last year like I was like we're gonna do this the next in 2023 and we did it so if you could take out like five or six people I'd appreciate it just (laughs) slide in there I'm still gonna come see everybody but I would love to make a cast in that tournament would be fantastic yeah it's it's kind of been like a long time coming really for Chick because I was we didn't make the trip in 22 when Hobie came in June we had trouble with the vehicle uh, here in Arkansas, so kind of been prepping for this for a long time now. So the Hummer, really, the Hummer, the Hummer gave you some trouble. Yeah, it, I mean, we tried everything we could think of of <laughs> renting a vehicle, the the repair. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the piece had to be ordered to get in. So like, we just could not make it. It was going to be like two grand just to get there. So yeah, we tried everything. Don't worry, no. you, you didn't miss anything. No, we were heartbroken, like having to stay behind for that one. But like. You know, Justin Patrick schooled them out there for that one. So it was cool to see that. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hated to miss it then, but very thankful to make it here in a few weeks. So, yeah. You'll enjoy it. It should be fishing really well. Yeah. It's, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. So, we'll leave two weeks from Friday. We're going to head out. So we're going to actually make it for the whole practice. So nice. Mama, yeah. mama coming? She is. She Love took it. off work, so now she's just going to do like some R and R, and I think she's going to help AJ and Steve out a little bit for some of the oh. food stuff. But uh, she, stay won't, busy. she won't need to bring any bug spray for this one. Thank you no. for that at uh, at Lacrosse, but you won't need bug spray on this one. Yeah, yeah, so, that'll uh, be nice. So Ryan, down on when the Washita, your favorite TOC that they had, but down yeah. in Washita, yeah, um, top five. Krista's mama, Carolyn. <laughs> Bump me out of the shootout by a spot to get in that TOC. <laughs> Savage. I, yeah. She probably did it on purpose, too. She probably did. <laughs> um, so where where was this tournament that you won? It wasn't on my favorite lake in Arkansas, Dardanelle. Um, no. Where, where was this one? This was Greer's Ferry, which is actually about 60 miles north of Little Rock, uh, like north central Arkansas. Um, so, like, for us to get there from Port Smith, we passed Darnell and – that's about two and a half hours from the driveway. Didn't even slow here. down, did you? Didn't even no. look over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so we just set it up through the Ozarks, and it's just nestled up there in the mountains, kind of by Clinton, Arkansas. Uh, kind of been uh, just down there between the mountains. Really cool lake, though. Like it reminded me a lot of Beaver, so like just real rocky and real. It's like on the drawdown right now, so I think it was like around eight foot low. But no, I didn't. So know it's the like a Highland but, Reservoir type deal. Is it clear water? Yeah. Yeah. But us, it's kind of like two lakes separ- or connected by a narrows. So 
the top of it's more, if you're going to have anything dirty at all, it's more on the north side and the south side is real clear stuff. But is I that fish, current like coming through the connection part there? Uh, there wasn't one that I saw at all. I'm sure there is like different lake level times and different time of the year, but it looks like the drawdown was mostly over with for as far down as it was when we did go there. But um, I'm sure. You know, when it, there's lots of timber poking out and everything everywhere. I'm sure whenever it's a normal pool, it's real, real good fishing. But it, man, it fished pretty good for me when I was there for the, even the drawdown. But um, it's, I don't know, I just kind of picked a place on the map and did some map study and went with it. And we actually made it into town Friday, like right at dark. And I was like, I need to get some eyes on the ramp before I even go out there <laughs> like in the morning. So we went out there. I mean, you could barely see like the mountain line. Uh, I was like, okay, this will this will work. We can get the trailer in. I'll just start out here in the morning. <laughs> so there was like 52 of us, I believe, in that tournament. But um, there's that morning, Saturday morning. There's around six or seven of us at the ramp. So I was like, wow, because I wasn't really expecting that many people with as many launches that were in play. But it's, I guess, apparently a pretty popular place. So it's had some company that morning. So it's good to see some guys and meet some new guys too that I hadn't really people, got to meet. Yeah, I saw some people in the comments talking about it was a tough bite on Greer's, uh, tough fishing on Greer's. Was it because it was low? Was it the weather? Was uh, I mean, it looked like you caught them up. There's a couple people that had a bunch of coals, but then some people had some really tough days. So what was going on with the yeah. weather and, and the bite? Yeah, it was, we had that kind of cold front come through. And to me, because like, here at Fort Smith's about the same weather, really, that they were getting over that way. But we had those mornings that were like 44 degrees, which was like the coolest mornings we'd had just yet. So it, it was pretty cool, was real foggy. The water temp though was still like 74 both mornings. So it wasn't quite like drastic change, but the air temp was definitely a lot lower. But um, I don't know, I mean, there's a lot of, this real healthy lake it looked like for the most part, but just maybe the quality bites were more harder to come by it seemed like. It's like when I did some research too, I kind of looked at past tournaments through the years and it looked like, you know, low 80s, high 70s was kind of what, what it would take to, you know, cash a check in most events. So maybe typically it just fishes that way. This is what it seemed like. Yeah, and it looked like you were on all largemouth. It, that, there is some decent smallmouth in that lake. I saw some of the some of the fellows yeah. had full stringers with smallmouth, but uh, didn't have the size at all. And mm -hmm. overall, I mean, it wasn't just uh, giant stringers coming in, but you were consistent for two days. So yeah, what what'd you find? What you know, obviously you didn't get to pre-fish a lot. So what'd you figure out early, and what patterns you stick with? Yeah, so I just really try to cover water first thing that morning, like pick off the easy ones on the top water, scan around to see what was really there, looking for brush piles, like all the mix of it. Uh, picked up a limit pretty quick, but it was all just, you know, dinky fish. Uh, lots of spotted bass wanted to eat like anything you threw in the water at that point. So eventually I like culled out through all those. And if you notice, there's, a, there's I think three culls I made on day one that were really critical. And I didn't, really didn't realize how critical they were gonna be, especially playing into Sunday. But um, I stumbled across some brush piles and some better stuff toward the very end of day one and that's where i actually started day two and it it showed because like my ones that i needed like the 18 and the 17 uh from day two came early in the, that spot so and what open or were you traditional yeah it's scoping? so that's that's how i found the better stuff was uh the live scope i found a lot of bait which is really what i was looking for and with that bait i found the ended up finding the better fish uh, so like they were just right outside on the deep side of the channel and right off of that channel was uh, three different sets of brush piles, but they all look kind of different. Like one of them, I don't know how much tungsten I lost through one of them because it was so sticky, whether it be something that someone put out that was new, I don't know what in the world, but it was just loaded with fish. Uh, but right along there, they just, they, they just stayed there. The bait was there both days. Uh, that next morning uh, on Sunday, they were up a little bit more shallow, so it was a little bit easier to get them. But after that, that I just pulled off the bank and started tearing those up the rest of the day. On your uh, catch board, it looks dirtier than Ryan's. Is that for good luck? <laughs> That's uh, Sam, Rainbow, Sam Rayburn blood is what that was. I didn't, I didn't get that washed off. <laughs> I like it. I think you got to leave that on there to let the fish know you're serious. You know, yeah. they see that and they're like, uh oh, I better better lay still. Yeah, it's I always hang on to them like before I make before I let them go to make sure like I can actually read the inches that I'm expecting it to be like because I don't I want to be able to make sure that they'll get judged correctly. But my mom, when I did have service, I was getting texts from my mom. She's like, hey, "Clean off your board." 
I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, she's right. Some of these look pretty bad, but now I, it was, that was, that was my fault. Cause that was just dried on there from Texas, but. Hey, ain't nothing wrong the judges work a little bit. That'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shame on me. I didn't scroll down. Was she not in the tournament this time? No, she had a knee surgery early this year. Ah. She she ended up not even fishing enough stuff local to end up qualifying this year, unfortunately. But this is kind of the same deal. She went ahead and made the trip, and she just stayed in the Airbnb the whole weekend. Just had some more R&R. She said uh, Saturday was like the best day because it's one of the days that she, last day she could remember not doing nothing. And that was yeah. that's how she liked it. But, you know. Yeah, so tell, if for people who don't know you, Krista, tell them a little bit about I think it's really unique. You know, Ryan and I kind of joke about it, and I know you saved Ryan at the boat ramp uh, with, with his broken leg there. <laughs> but but you and your mom have been doing this for years, traveling the country. You don't hear stories like that much. So just tell about your, you and your mom and how you guys got into tournament fishing together and, and traveling around the country doing this. Okay. It's, well, that's, shoot. You're, we're probably looking like 2016, 2017. Uh, I, I've used fish out of a bass boat. So I had a Skeeter ZX-180 and we just did like local derbies around here. And all of a sudden, we, I used to work weekends at work and my good friend, Brandon Ward, uh, he worked the weekends with us. You may remember Brandon. I do. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know what they got going on? It's we're fishing out of kayaks now with these little plastic boards <laughs> called a hog trough, and they're measuring them. And I was like, they're measuring them. And we, I, we looked it up. Like there was a website and stuff you could find all this stuff once. And I was like, well, let's give it a try. I was like, this looks awesome. We started, you know, figuring out the trails that were around. You know, bought all the stuff. The first kayaks that my, my mom and I had were the, like, Emotion Stealth, stealth I think is what they were. Mm -hmm. I like the, you know, the Bass Pro Shop. Like, awesome boat. We drug that thing to fork. I don't know how many times, like, till we got, you know, as we, like, upgraded our boats, the things that we like. But started off doing that and just loved it. Like, the boat ended up sitting in the garage and eventually sold the boat. And now here we are, you know, so many years later. But it was just, it's been a blast. So, it's, we you know, as Hobie's come along, as Bass has come along, and all these different local clubs that we've been involved in, which is, you know, dove in head first. But yeah, it's been that's a blast. Awesome. Y'all are, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, you know, did your mom fish before? Did she fish often? Did she fish with you out of your bass boat? Mm hmm. Yeah. This, we, which I don't know if they have it now. Actually, COVID may have kind of put a damper on it, but we used to have the big bass bonanza on the Arkansas River every year here. And that was one thing that we'd always do together. It's, you know, it's just big money for big bass each hour kind of deal. But mm -hmm. we just all kinds of little stuff like that we do together that we could do. It's, and then, of course, now it's we just we're ate up with kayak fishing. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Y'all are good people to be around. Krista's mom is a mom. Like she <laughs> she like I got to the ramp and she's like, do you have bug spray? And I was like, ma'am, I don't have it. Like, I'm lucky I found the ramp. All right. Like I got in the water and she's like, here, I've got some bugs. Do you have snacks? And I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's like, you wait, wait till Krista gets back. She'll help you load that boat. <laughs> I was like, thank God somebody's taking care of me. Y'all can fish with me any day, please. Oh, she, she follows all you guys. She loves y'all to death. It's, she's always asking or hoping or rooting everybody on. It's yeah. Just, keep hoping. Oh, yeah. That's what she's been doing the last she, couple of years. No. She's hoping y'all going to do something. <laughs> Lord. No, she she enjoys it a lot. Yeah, and y'all got that signature so. Hummer. I know when the hibs are around. I see the Hummer pulling up. <laughs> I know. I, when I pulled in the ramp, I was like, this is the spot right here. <laughs> Found it. Found it. Then yeah. then they proceed to just run me in the ditch, and I was like, well, all right. <laughs> At least I know there were fish here somewhere. <laughs> Man, that Hummer's been through it, too. I'll never forget, like, we were thought we were crazy, and we're going to make that Watts bar frozen iron man that was a couple years ago we drove yeah. that sucker from fort smith out there to just what just north of dayton i think we were saying mm -hmm. and oh my gosh that's i don't i still look back now and i'm like we were crazy <laughs> to do that. that was rough i mean that was a terrible <laughs> tournament to drive that far for too that yeah. cold front especially that second day everything was iced over it was freezing to death uh not not a fun one for sure yeah i'm glad you made it you should yeah. come back. Watts Bar gets slightly better. Not a lot better, <laughs> slightly better. Yeah. But we just, I mean, that's just an example. Like, we just were like, we're going to do this. We're, let's just, however long it takes, we're just going to cruise real slow all the way to Tennessee. <laughs> we made it. I don't, I don't know how, though. That stretch between, like, Little Rock and Memphis was the worst. But. Memphis and Nashville on 40 is terrible, too. Like, I don't think I don't think they pave 40 west of Nashville. I think they just gave up on the whole yeah. road. Yeah, that's Does bad. Mama drive or do you drive? 
we kind of trade off now that she's been having that trouble with her knee. I'm I've been driving a lot more to kind of give her a break. But who's the better driver? Oh, me definitely. <laughs> me. I was wondering if you'd tell the truth. That's fine. That's, she <laughs> I, sometimes I beg her to go to sleep when we're getting ready to go through like Birmingham or those big towns like that because it's she's she wants to be the one driving, but it's just no. Scares you a little bit. <laughs> Gets you a little tense over there. She does. She she stresses. And it's just you know you can't if you're in traffic like that you can't stop it. You just got to keep on rolling. <laughs> It'll get better eventually. Tyler Zingerly in the comments talking about she's really good at coming up here to Northwest Arkansas and taking our money, and that's true. <laughs> she does come up here to Northwest Arkansas and take our money. But but I, it's funny because I think I'm accurate in saying this, Krista. When you first started coming up here, you kind of had to figure it out, sort of like you've had to figure it out as you've traveled around the country. You've had kind of ups and downs until like these last couple of years, you've really been more consistent. So what was the key to kind of grinding and figuring that out as you go to all these new places? Yeah. It's, you know, I've been fortunate to really like live where I live and fish around a lot of good anglers locally. Like we have a lot of good ang anglers locally here in the river Valley, but like traveling up to face like the natural state kayak angler guys, like, and to change the kind of bodies of water that I'm fishing has really helped me as I travel nationally so we can tear it up here on the river, like fish and sling, dirty stuff all day long, and then go up there to clear stuff on beaver and try to dish it out with those guys. But like really just being more diverse as an angler and learning lots of different things on lots of different bodies of water has really helped me kind of apply that to other places. What does your I think journey just, prep look like on that? I mean, do you do a lot of YouTube map study? Do you look for places that you're more comfortable, like presentation wise? Like how do you break it down when you're going across the country to a body of water you've never seen before? Yeah. A lot of it, stuff like that in different states is really more map prep. And I'll look back like historically at what to expect in those places, different times of the year, kind of like with Greer's, I just kind of look back historically, you know, what kind of caliber am I looking at here whenever I'm going? And then with that, just try to apply the strengths that I have to the things that I like. So like Kentucky Lake, there's rocks or you know, grass, different stuff there to fish whenever we fished back there in May this year. So with that, just kind of rolled with it and figured out you know, what suited me better and ended up fishing along the dam and cast a check in that one. So it's just different, just different things like that. That's, what's really helped though is like, I say beaver, but it's really helped me through the years being able to be more diverse because there, you know, you do have the more clear stuff and the more rocky stuff. And I like fishing that a lot, but then I could turn right around and come back home and fish the dirty grass all day long too. So it's just, but as far as the traveling, it's more map study and prep stuff like that and really time on the water. So I try to do as much of that as I can as far as planning and traveling. Um, but that's, you know, I say that, but then we went to Rayburn and I've, heavily relied on more map study stuff because when we got down there we got down there late uh thursday and only got to practice what was allowed on that friday so that was actually a very limited practice for me but ended up being a top my first top 10 for the hobie so it just you know a little bit of give and take but i made really good decisions in that practice and ended up picking a really good spot and was fortunate there at the end but what are your strengths? Like, what would you pick as, as if you had to just choose something to go in on, what are your strengths? What's your favorite way to catch them? Uh, well, I love power fish and top water, top water. That's be like my favorite. If I could just pick, which unfortunately that doesn't work, you know, all year round, but whenever, if, if I think I can, I'm going to test it. So it's like, that's my big one. But if not just square billing, like throwing a jig, uh, flip, well, flip in. I've been fishing around Krista for a few years and seen her fishing, you know, around us. And I was going to guess swim jig and a, and a square bill in the top water. So I'd, I'd have been yeah. pretty, pretty close. I'd have been pretty close. Yeah. But I mean, it's, and I, I mean, I can, I guess really just junk fish if I need to, because uh, just like the Greer's event, uh, the two bigger fish that I caught, like I caught it, I could catch them pretty easy on top water that day, but the two bigger ones ended up being on that uh, Saturday was just flipping a jig and the next day was on a spinner bait. So it was just, you know, all, and actually those two came in this, same spot off the same lay down. So it's just, you know, as in that case, it was just kind of being pulling out all the arsenal and that's what they wanted there. But, and I, was, I tried to really get better at being a jig fisherman, like, cause I get my butt beat so bad by Cole Sykes all the time. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta thank Cole because that dude is like a master with that square or a jig and like Dwayne Beatty with the square bill. Like those guys are just so good and we're fortunate to live right here by them. So I'm glad for that. Yeah, it's uh, 
you know, I know, I know Arkansas gets a lot of heck for different, different things about their fishing, but it is diverse. I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. you live down there in the river Valley, you can be up on a, you know, fishing 50 foot clear water on, in the rocks, um, in 45 minutes or, or down in some swampy stuff going the other direction. So yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of diversity, a lot of good ways to practice here. Uh, we've got some, Matt Boyd actually says that in the comments there. So yeah, Matt, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. What's Conway going to do when it gets water back in it? Oof, I don't know. I keep it's going to be a long that. deal. It's going to yeah. be a long process. How long is it going to be before that lake's back repaired and, and full pool? It's going to yeah. be a few years. Is it's it really? Two or three years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be and a it's, process. It's got trophy Florida strains in it, correct? I mean, it's yeah. a... I is think that the idea is to, lake to host a host a big tournament. It could host a TOC. Okay. I don't think it could hold 200 yeah. people. I don't think, but it could hold 75, 100, you know, easily yeah. 50. But uh, damn, Matt, Matt Gifford saying five to five eight years. Five to eight years, goodness gracious. And wow. Matt, you're you're familiar with that, Matt? How many how many anglers could that? I've fished a few tournaments down there, and we had 50, 60 anglers, and there was plenty of room. I don't. I just don't know how many you could put on there and not be too crowded. So th- tell us in the comments, Matt. It's not near as big as say Dardanelle or some of the lakes we fish in Arkansas. What do you have left on your schedule, Krista, for the for the rest of the year outside of the TOC? Do you have any other big big tournaments that you're planning to hit, or is that going to wrap it up? For no, you? Um, they're doing like a bass qualifier on the Saturday that practice opens for the TOC, but that's we're already going to be you know in Dayton, so we're going to miss that one. Or I would try to make that one, try to make it to Ten Killer. But just the TOC is all I got left. Gotcha. What do you think about a bass nation in Arkansas? You think we would support it? You think we'd have enough? Like if there was a trail uh, going on across the state? Yeah, I think there's enough involvement within the state that it's. I think we would all jump in on that pretty well. It's, I think it would be good. You should find somebody like a podcast host that's a former tournament director that's retired from fishing to run something like that. I don't. That's, I'll send a list of names. We'll. Okay. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a good idea. Down. Dang it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. If Duke's going to run Texas, you can run Arkansas. Come on. I could. <laughs> I sure could, but I don't know. There's cornhole tournaments to be played in, Ryan. That's true. I forgot. You're yeah. pro now. Uh, no, actually, I've talked to a few people about that, so we'll see. Yeah, that'd be great. We all owe you a lot, Jeff, because from the get-go, you've really put your stamp on what kite fishing is in Arkansas for all of us. A lot of people may not know that, but like the OGs that are around really, yeah, we all owe you a big thank you because it, it wouldn't be the same here without with the work that you've done. So yeah, yeah thank you for that. I appreciate Jeff did that. something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something good. As <laughs> I can remember those SD card days like Woo, way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Krista was there. She was there for the buckets and the SD cards and all that stuff. So Yeah, it's come, yeah. Out, come a long way. So it's kind of miss it to be honest. That was fun. Those were fun yeah. times. You know what it that did, fun. Ryan? That forced everybody to stay at the weigh-in and hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like to. that. I, and again, we've talked about this several times. I want to figure out some way on these bigger events. I don't like the force people to stay type deal where it makes them miserable. Incorporate some kind of fun something, you know, whether it's a meal or, you know, we've talked about cornhole tournaments or or set up a kayak obstacle course or, so, you know, so. <laughs> Like something. Trout pond or something? something yeah, pond. I mean, something fun. Jig pitching. Kind of, I mean, Jay Wallen used to love a little jig flipping contest at the at the old, uh, the original Hobie Bass Opens on Kentucky Lake. He, he looked forward to that more in the tournament, I think, every year. Now, the fishing is no good over there, but one of the funnest things I've ever seen was uh, Paddle Sports Retailer. I don't know if you've been to that show, Ryan. It was separate from Outdoor Retailer for a few years, and they had it in Oklahoma City. And they have a, a man-made whitewater park there. Have you been to that, Krista? You know where that is over there? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't ever Down been to Down there by it. Bricktown. Anyway, mm-hmm. they had the big paddle sports show, but they were racing fishing kayaks through the whitewater, and it was unbelievable. That so if we could have awesome. tournaments near something like that, where we could take turns seeing how bad we could flip our fishing kayaks in, in the whitewater. <laughs> that, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. yeah. Judging by some of the anglers I've seen fish on moving water, <laughs> I think uh, running running a camera on that one would be worth its weight in gold as well. Yeah, it was awesome. There's a little bridge. You could just watch everybody eat it going over the deal there. It was, it was great. But you have to do it with your rods <laughs> in the boat. That's Ooh, yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got some good comments coming. So, Krista, well done. I know the state championship was big to you. I know you had the, the TOC on your list. I think there's just bigger and better things to come for you. Uh, I, and, and don't sleep on Krista, Krista's mama either. I know she's hurt right now, but she's out there catching them too. Um, yeah. I just think I just think it's a cool story. Hibbs family, two of my favorite favorite ladies, just outstanding. It's yeah, awesome. Love love That's... to see it, and I, I hope you kick ass at the TOC. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate yeah. it. We'll let you get out of here. Have a great night, Krista. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Take Thanks. Care. Thanks, y'all too. Bye. Man, the Hibs ladies. I like them people. Man, they're awesome. And I and be I, from Arkansas, even you know. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you're right. Um, the best we have, you know, the best we have to offer here. But no, cool, cool story with her winning state. And I think what she said is right. I think a Bass Nation would work here. I just don't know if we can get it up. I think you're going to see a lot more of that as as different states run successful trails and you kind of see, you know, the buy-in uh, from a hole from like the host lakes and stuff. I think, I think you're going to see that mid tier tournament uh, kind of, you know, take hold almost. And I think what you said is probably the way in a lot of areas, which is piggybacking events. I, I'm not a huge fan of the multi events on the same weekend, but for this, it would probably work. I think in especially areas that are saturated with trails already, I mean, that's how Tennessee is, right? We've got 14, 16 clubs, put out the schedule, give the option. If you want to piggyback on it, that's cool. If not, then, you know, have your own separate event. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in Arkansas, just like Tennessee, um, we've got clubs around the state in different areas. If you piggybacked one in each area, Mm -hmm. That'd be, that'd be just fine. And we yep. can travel the state, you know? Yeah. I don't think you can do it with just one club. I think you have to pull in kind of each region to, to right. make it work. Right. But right. what do I know? You know, yeah. not like you've ever ran tournaments, right? No, man. Steve-O, Steve-O announced on our local TVKA page today that he's going to step down after next year. Uh, bittersweet moment. You know, obviously Steve is, is busy on the national scene. He's done so much for the sport here. Uh, but he and I kind of kicked that thing off together. So it, it does, it does bring a little, bring a little tear to my eye seeing, <laughs> seeing my boys step away from it. But we've got some, we've got some new TDs trained up, ready to, uh, step up and help us keep the train rolling as, as Steve-O moves on to the next chapter. Yeah. It's weird to see that. I, you know, Krista brought up some of the stuff I did in Arkansas and I put my heart and soul into it for a while. And when you step away, it's kind of a relief, but it's also kind of weird to watch something you built just kind of go out there and and, and be know, without you. You know what I mean? I, I didn't get to fish him this year. Obviously, you know, had some unexpected events occur and it's just, t- it's tough to be away from it. Cause you did start it. And while life gets busy, you, you feel responsible for that. Like you want to yeah. see it continue to grow and be successful. So it is kind of hard to, uh, you know, leave it in somebody else's hands. Yeah. The boys here in Northwest Arkansas have, have held it down. Our boy Kyle Long has been, been keeping things together up here. Uh, uh, Terrell standing for some other folks. So they're doing it here. And I know whoever, whoever comes after Steve will, will keep the train rolling. Is, is it going to be uh, Daniel? Is he going to pick up I, the time? Daniel's doing a lot uh, between Tennessee and Georgia Bass Nations too. So I don't know. I think Joe Kirk, we got, we got a, some young guns, uh, Casey Smith, Casey, I did call you young. I'm sorry. Um, we got, you know, a lot of good guys that, that fish the club that want to continue to see it grow. Uh, so we're just going to kind of, you know, help instill that, uh, with them, man. And I, I think it, I think it'll continue to be, you know, a great presence in the cast, our, our governing body of the state of Tennessee. But I think, you know, things are moving toward that, that Bass Nation format, uh, you know, for that mid-tier tournament and people want something at the end of the year where they can qualify. I mean, Imagine qualifying through your state Bass Nation trail, you know, that's, you know, eight or 10 events and you win the the championship. Like that's, that's the story. I think that's what people, you know, want. That's the dream weekend warrior progressing to the national stage. I think that's what, what everybody kind of longs after. Yeah. Steve kind of mentioned it when he was on uh, a few weeks ago that at this last championship, it was. I don't know if he said it was half and half, but it was almost 50-50, like state qualifiers versus the national trail qualifiers, which is a great mix. And that's what Bass is. I mean, that's if you look at the the foundation of the company itself, you know, they try to provide that path for you to start out, you know, fishing your your local division and make it to the elites. You know, that's that's the goal. There we go. 
Let's do this giveaway tonight. We appreciate everybody watching tonight. I know, uh, you know, it's late in the season. Tournaments are wrapping up. People are kind of maybe getting ready to throttle down fishing for a little bit and go hunting. I don't know. But uh, we appreciate everybody that makes time to join us on Monday night. So we're going to do the Seeger giveaway I think the cowgirls are playing tonight, aren't they? Oh, yeah. 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 Sure enough. Sure enough. Here we go. See who it's going to be. I didn't put are my you, name in there. But I was going to say, are you going to win it again? Oh, it was almost Bob. Almost Bob. Almost Bob. But Brian, Brian Lucas, Lucas, slide in the DMs, provide your shipping information, and we will get Brian at Seagar to ship you your, your package. Seven to seven. It's tied. We got some people watching both. All right. Here we go. I like that. What a fun show, Ryan. It's always cool to maybe we've reach out there. If you guys have a state champion that we you think you should we should put on here, please tag us somewhere, let us know about them, throw it in the DMs, whatever, because we'd like to bring some of the AOIs and state champs on throughout the the quote off season. All right. Yep. And as always, we're going to try to run the off season, pulling in some pros, pulling in some different guides from area in the country, uh, just to, you know, shed some light on some waters. You might not have had a chance to fish. Oh, and Hey, week after next, the Halloween show is coming. <laughs> The oh, Halloween yeah. calling show is coming. I already got my costume, Ryan. It's on its way in the mail. I don't. So. I don't know what I'm going to do for that one. I'll, it'll probably be a hangover. I'll be in Texas Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there you I'll go. probably have a good headache on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everybody, go watch the football. We'll see y'all next week. Later. <laughs>